Welcome to Tweeters and 12, the podcast of tomorrow, today. I'm Mark. I'm Brent, and today's guest is Sir Eviscerate, but we're going to call him Ray. Yeah, that'll work. It's, it's a lot easier than Sir Eviscerate, but, uh, well, actually, I don't know. It's not that hard. It's a cool name. It I used to go cool. by uh, another name entirely that no one could pronounce. That's why I go by Sir Eviscerate now. I remember that. I don't remember the name, but I remember thinking, I could never say this. So uh, does yeah. Sir Eviscerate uh, harken back to either you know uh, SCA days or Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, were were you Sir Eviscerate? Uh, that's not the case, actually. My old uh, <laughs> Twitter handle was Sir Eviscerate, which was a pun on a beer making yeast, ah. and that's what no one could pronounce. So I hmm. went ahead and went with the sound alike or look alike anyway, and went with Sir Eviscerate. So if if you are tempted to ever play Dungeons and Dragons, that would be the best uh, name for your character. Absolutely, and I'd go with it 100%. <laughs> so you're not only a tweeter, but you're a scientist. You're a uh, clinical lab scientist. That's right. I work in a hospital lab doing chemistry and hematology and blood banking and urinalysis, all that good stuff. And when you're done doing your job chemistry, you go home and do home chemistry as well. Uh, when I can, I like to brew a little beer, yeah. I wasn't trying to imply that you make bombs. Yeah, <laughs> or like, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, fertilizer, a little bit of diesel, a little, chemi- little chemistry. That, gonna, you're going to put them on a list of some kind. <laughs> That's right. We're all on the list now. Uh, so, yeah, beer making. It, you've been at beer making for how long? A uh, couple of years now. I got into it. It was given to me a kit as a uh, Christmas present not too long ago, and I got real into it. And That's how it starts. Spent way too much money and <laughs> bought all this equipment and... Uh, it's a fun little hobby I have. Is it just beer right now, or have you branched out into wine? I've not done wine. My dad's done it, and he's pretty good at it. Uh, sometime I'd like to make mead, which is a... a mm, with honey. With honey. honey. Yeah. That sounds pretty good to me, and friends of mine have done it and turned out pretty good, so I'll give it a shot. I've got a friend who's who keeps saying that he's so tempted to try distilling, which is, technically mm. speaking, illegal. But... Uh, I... Uh, I live in Tennessee, I just and I have say. to know a few people that can do that. Yeah, I understand you need, uh, what, 100 pounds of yeast and some copper line? Is that all you need? I have says. seen a few setups here. Yeah, <laughs> they, can, they can put things together that works pretty cheaply. I, I understand that the, uh, the first draw off the line, though, would be uh, poison, because the, the uh, yeah, evaporation comes point. Off meth- yeah, it comes off methanol first. That'll uh, make you blind and kill your liver and all that good stuff you don't mm. want that no that's 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 the part that i think makes it partly illegal that and also the risk of uh explosion explosion yeah yeah if you're not careful enough i guess that can happen <laughs> so what kind of beers are you into ray i usually like darker beers but every once in a while i'll get it i'm drinking an, an ipa right now so not one of my own design <laughs> goddamn IPAs but i like are uh, yeah i like doppelbox and and stouts and that raunchy, dark stuff that most people can't stand. <laughs> as, as dark as, say, uh, a Guinness? or Yeah, Guinness is good. Uh, <laughs> That's I like what they a, say. Imperial, uh, Imperial Stouts, uh, Old Rasputin and such that, yeah, really, if you're not, uh, if you haven't developed a taste for it, most people would spit it right back out again, but it's, it's good stuff. How do you develop a <laughs> taste for this awful beer? I always oh, have, uh, hear that you have to uh, develop a taste, but how do how do you develop a taste for just something that most people find naturally unpleasant? I, I apologize for oh. Brent off the bat. I wasn't criticizing <laughs> his brand or anything. I'm just saying, like he said, it, you have to develop a taste for it. And I, like, what? 
are the steps to developing a taste for this? I think that's true of any alcohol, Swill. though, right? You know, you like scotch. Uh, Nobody likes scotch right off the bat, I, do they? I did. <laughs> really? I really did. Oh. From the get go. Yep. And from the from I, the bottle. I didn't like beer from the get go. Like I, I had to develop a taste for it. Period. And I did. I loved yeah, beer. Just, just like any other alcohol, you kind of start and you work your way up in in grades. You, at some point. Uh, the the light beers and the ice beers don't do it for you anymore, and you're looking for a little more quality instead of quantity, and it's out there, especially now. Craft brewing is as big as it's ever been. So you're always looking for the next big rush. The next big rush. I'm chasing that high. <laughs> <laughs> and once dark beers don't do it, it's cocaine. <laughs> That's next. It's, it's full. No, it's a, it's a gateway uh, beverage to uh, putting things up your nose. It's clear. clearly there's a line that can be drawn. <laughs> I haven't snorted hops yet, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> it's got a pleasant bitterness to it when you just inhale that. Yeah, very citrus forward. <laughs> so as a fan of beer, you're also a fan of hockey, I understand. <laughs> Those two go hand in hand? I think they kind of uh, do. Up here they do. Up here they do, that's true. I grew up in Michigan. I'm not sure if you guys want to hear it, but I'm a Red Wings fan. Uh, but I came by it honestly. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> It's okay. You're talking to people who are in oil oil country, and it's it's just it's not it's not going well for the last I kind decade. Of, yeah, I kind of expected that. You guys had um, I went to Michigan State too and watched hockey there. So you guys had uh, Oilers, right? Yep. You had uh, Sean Horkoff for a while there, who was a guy who was there at Michigan State while I was in school. Yeah, we had oh, him wow, for like okay. eight years, and he was good for one of them. <laughs> yeah, he didn't pan out the way everyone was hoping, but. He was excellent at Michigan State. He did real well for us. <laughs> <laughs> so as a fan of hockey, you got to touch, embrace, and I understand even kiss the uh, Lord Stanley's Cup. Talk dirty to it. I know. Did you have to, did. Did you have to buy dinner first? Did you? Was it just a straight dry <laughs> well, kiss? Or? Did you treat it nice, Ray? Yeah. I would never disrespe- disrespect. <laughs> Hands above the waist. Cup. I just want to put that first. Okay. Uh, you didn't fondle the when waist. When Dallas... <laughs> when Dallas won the Stanley Cup back in uh, 2000, maybe, some such, the farm team was in Kalamazoo, which is where near where I lived. And Ken Hitchcock, the coach at the time, had brought the Stanley Cup. And I waited in line in the hot sun for about six hours. And people were just kind of getting their picture made with the Stanley Cup and standing a respectful distance away. But uh, uh, my friend and I kind of uh, let our emotions get the better of us, and we gave it a quick kiss uh and before being ushered off in a big hurry by the little cup cop with the white gloves he wasn't very amused exactly the The same thing happened to me but in the strip club (laughs) (laughs) the white glove guy came exactly (laughs) you can't touch that sir not that way lips off to polish it all over again just (laughs) now that was a big moment for me i that's one of those things where i'm proud of a bucket list accomplishment Along with uh, rolling over a minivan and seeing a baby manatee fart one time, so those both sound those like excellent stories. <laughs> that actually matches my bucket list. But um, <laughs> let's leave off with the rollover. I'll talk about the manatee farting. <laughs> I was at Disney World. We were watching some baby, well, some manatees floating around, and the baby wandered off while his mom was munching on some lettuce, and just bloop bloop bloop, little bubbles floating to the surface. It was incredible. Life changing moment. I did not see that in the BBC production uh, of Life, which uh, was just too bad. I could just imagine Richard Attenborough voicing over. And here we see the baby manatee producing flatulence. 
Mm, yeah, probably hit the cutting room floor. Yeah, probably, probably did. I saw a hippo take a shit underwater once. Oh, that was Calgary, at Calgary Zoo? No, it was at San Diego Zoo. Okay. And it was like, you know, you're behind the glass yeah, yeah. where the water is, and you're watching <laughs> it swim around, and it went right in front of us, and just this shitty hay clump came out of its ass yeah, and yeah. just disintegrated while it was swimming by. I, I believe, actually, I saw the same thing happen at the... Uh, I think they just shit all the time. In fact, I believe 90% of a hippo's time is spent shitting. That's the life. It is. I think I saw on a documentary where they will swing their tail back and forth like a windshield wiper and just spread it like fertilizer. It's wow. Awesome. Nature's, uh, what do you call those things that spread fertilizers? Is that a, like a... Fertilizer spreaders? That must be a better word. So that noise that we heard <laughs> before we got into a thesauric uh, conversation was the indication that it's time for Brent to ask you some very pointed, directed to the point, on-target Twitter questions. Brent. Ray, what's your proudest Twitter moment? My proudest Twitter moment, I, I was very recently retweeted by Andy Richter, which was very fun for me. He's a guy I've been watching for a long time. But my favorite things are uh, when I put together contests and people contribute and they get into it and uh, battle for uh, the top spot. I We put some effort into it. Sam a.k.a. Fat Man, and I uh, always put some effort into these Battle Royale contests that people seem to enjoy. And, uh, with Japanese school I'm, children? What the with fuck? What? <laughs> with Japanese school children? Oh, ja- uh, not uh, the movie. Yeah, now I get it. Okay. <laughs> I think you're just a sick fuck. Which you are. <laughs> also true. Yeah. Also true. Yes. Uh, who's I was your... supposed to swear, wasn't I? I apologize. Uh, oh, yeah. It's never too late. Hey, fuck. Can... How's that? <laughs> That's good enough. That gets you the. E. I can do better. No, I no, I, those are those are. Well, I, actually, go ahead. What are the what? seven words I, you can't can hear say? What's better. Yeah, exactly. Once you drop the uh, C bomb. Cocksucker, motherfucker, shit. I, I don't know, man. I'm not good on my Carlin. I got to catch up on him again. That's okay. Fair enough. Back to the Twitter questions. <laughs> Who's your favorite tweeter? Uh, I've got several. I'm going to name a few here real quick. Merman Five, the Nate Wolf, Dave Detell, Shut Up, Mike Ginn. Uh, Sage Boggs, Pinup Teacher, Dan Mentos. I've got a list uh, I call Creme de la Creme that's public. I invite everybody to take a look at. Those are all my favorites. There's not a bad person on that list, and they are good times for all. And, and for our English-only speaking listeners, that's uh, French for cream of the cream. Cream of the cream. This is it's also an educational podcast. I, I believe it was also a Swedish movie. Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> He's just being a sick fuck again. Ignore him. Uh, Who's your biggest or neatest follower? Hoppus follows me, but that's gotten to be... I think everybody says that who comes on your show. I think it's a requirement, right? Uh, I was recently followed by uh, Lucas Neff, who is out there now doing this thing. He goes by real Lucas Neff. He played Jimmy on Raising Hope. Hmm. Uh, Hmm. But here's the cool thing about him. In addition to being a funny guy himself, he uh, was on that show... With Martha Plimpton and Cloris Leachman, which puts me one degree away, as far as I can tell, from a Goonie and Frau Blucher <laughs> from Frankenstein. So I'm one step closer to making out with both of them. Not too shabby. <laughs> That's also on the bucket list, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Right behind <laughs> Farting Manatee. And mm-hmm. Rolling Minivan. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, give us one underrated tweeter that you think everybody should be following. I will give you two. I'm a big fan of Merman underscore Melville and Bat Karen. 
both of them are relatively new and they're doing great. One more, I apologize, Joe J. West, who is not a secret anymore. He's catching on, uh, but he is absolutely hilarious. Everything he does is great. All right. Well, Ray, thank you very much for joining us. Been a lot of fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, this has been Tweeters in 12. I'm Mark. I'm Brent. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>